Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. As always, I'm here with my good buddy, John Kenny. John, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing great. Winding down a year. Couldn't be a better time. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm Trent Cotney, and I'm happy to be able to uh, be here. What is this, our 72nd episode, John? I think that's what it is, right? I believe it. Yes. We're, I believe we're up to 72, or this is 73. I got a double check. That's, that's crazy, man. We keep <laughs> keep trucking along. So, yeah, getting close to the end of the year now. So um want to kind of keep this episode focused on year-end goals and, you know, what we should be doing. And the first thing I'd like to kind of talk about is collections. Um, had the opportunity to kind of speak on that recently at the Best Success Conference in Phoenix. Obviously, working on it as we speak right now, given that we're close to the end of the year. And, um, you know, one of the things I kind of mentioned during the presentation, and I think it, it rings true for every contractor that's out there, is if you put, you know, half as much effort into collections as you do sales, you'd be, you'd have a lot more money, right? And I think People don't really pay enough attention to accounts receivable, to, you know, proper collection techniques, to, you know, standard operating procedures as it, as it relates to collections. Um, and ultimately, that's, you know, doesn't matter how much you sell on the top, it's it's what you had to take home in the bank, right? I agree with you. And a lot of contractors, they write off and it's like, you know, they don't give it a second thought at the end of the year, but... You know, I don't care how big you are. You're going right off forty to a hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know how many sales you have to make to make up that forty to a hundred thousand dollars. Think about it. I don't know about you, and I know you think like me, Trent. I'd rather have that in my pocket. So you know, spend the time, collect that money. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that you know I know I've experienced, and I think any contractor out there experiences, if you've got a client that's slow paying you. That, you know, the only way they'll pay you is if you offer them another discount or you have to beg them after 20 times. You really got to evaluate keeping that, that uh, you know, company as a client because ultimately in the, at the end of the day, you aren't factoring in the administrative cost into having to continue to contact them and, and you know, the, the value of that money over time. So um, one of the, my, uh, you know, to-dos for the, the next year is to really focus on profitability and making sure that, that uh, there's less administrative time focused on chasing money, which I think any, any of our listeners should be doing right now. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's, it's you know, the 80-20 rule, let's face it. Um, if you've got it, you, they're taking up 80% of your time and you're not gaining anything about it, you got to move on. And and the worst part is when your time is being taken up, try to collect what is owed to you. You know, I, I always remember, uh, you know, three jobs of a roofing contractor. You got to get work, you got to perform work, and then you got to get paid for that work, right? So if you do those three things very well, the first two, I mean, if you do them really well, you get good work, you perform it well, you deserve to be paid. You know, a lot of people feel like they're afraid to ask for their own money. It's your money. Go get it. You did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's something that, like I said, if you if everybody out there put at least half as much attention on collections as they do sales, 
it'd be a lot, lot brighter Christmas coming up. So, uh, yeah, you know, John, while we're sticking on the topic of, of year end and sort of best practices, I know, you know, and a lot of the discussions you've had with your consulting clients, that's, you know, top of mind. What are some of the things that you're talking about? So we'll look at it on a twofold basis. If you had put goals together for 22 and you had budget set and all that, this is a great time to start reviewing them. Not much is going to change between now and the end of the year. And if it changes a little bit, so be it. But if you're way off of a goal or you're way off of a budget, it's not going to change at all. So you want to see where you sat, right? So were they realistic goals? That's a question you ask yourself. If you say, yes, it was realistic, then you got to ask yourself one or two questions. How, wh how, what did I do so well to get to that goal? Or what did I not do well why I didn't get to that goal? So you want to relook at that because you don't want that to carry over into 23. You want to set goals and you want to set um, easy targets, I call them, right? Smart goal, right? And that's what they mean. You got to, got to be obtainable and they got to be in reach. And you got your long-term goals. They're separate. Long-term goal, you look at once in a while, you see how you're going, but you got to hit those short terms. Now, if you did not set these goals for 22, you got to set them. Remember, a goal is nothing more than a dream unless you write it down and act upon it. So you want to be able to do that. And you'll be surprised. Set them up on a quarterly basis in chunks. Attack them as such. And don't look at it as, you know, if I set, let's just use revenue sales. You set $5 million for next year. Break that down into what do you need to sell a day? I know that sounds crazy, but it's a lot easier for your team to focus on what has to be done that day, which then becomes that week, which then becomes that month. And before you know it, it's that year goal was met. Do it that way. Break them down. Um, again, you touched on collections. If you're owed any money at this point, it should be all hands on deck. Do what you got to do to get people to pay you before the end of the year. Because once you flip in the next year, if it's overdue, you might as well write it off because you're never going to collect that money because they're moving on. So those are those are some quick tips that I got here for us at the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. And one of the things that <clears throat> I'd want to impart to our listeners is don't wait till this time of the year next year to check your goals and check your your collections and everything else. You, you got to be doing it at least monthly. You know, go go through and look at the stuff, take a look at it, don't ignore it. You know, it doesn't matter whether money's coming in or it's not. You really got to focus on it so that you make sure that you're getting paid. And um, you know, John, I I uh, as we kind of move into um, 2023 a lot of uncertainty out there right don't know what the market's going to look like don't know if you know inflation will continue or if the you know uh, interest rates the increases are going to you know help stabilize that but uh this is also a real good time to you know look at the basics make sure you've got out well always we talk about it john all the time it's the the triangle or the pyramid of of uh mitigation risk mitigation documentation your contracts forms one point, your safety manual forms the other one, and your employee manual forms the third one. You got to start off with really good contract documents and policies and procedures to make sure that you're protected. So uh, yeah, do your homework now while you get a little bit of a break. Get ready for 2023 because uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, it'll be a good year. But uh, if not, you'll be ready. So yeah, with that, you're, you're a contract. I just while you're pulling our question, your contracting firm is no different than a football team. You should be constantly practicing blocking and tackling. You should never get away from that because throwing a pass down the field for a long 
you know, score isn't going to help you unless you know how to block, right? Unless you know how to tackle to stop the other team. So I know it's an analogy, but really, if you think about it that simple, it works. So that's all I got to say on that. And now we can jump to my favorite time of the of the program. Question of the week. All right. So this is a question from Eric, and this is actually a pretty decent question. So the question is, uh, getting close to the end of the year, what are your thoughts on employee bonuses? Okay. Um, I guess I'll start off with that. You know, sometimes um, your bonuses are dictated by, you know, an agreement or terms that you've got with them. For example, if you got somebody that's on commission or sales or maybe you know, more highly compensated C-level type individual, you might have a, a program set for. But, you know, generally always a good idea to have some kind of, you know, Christmas bonus or year-end bonus or something. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just, you know, a gift card, a, you know, check uh, something in addition to a nice luncheon or dinner or something along those lines. But always appreciated by employees, and I think it's a good thing. John, what what do you think? No, I agree with what you said. I always like to hopefully the companies are getting into setting up your, you know, your commission and your incentive plans for their employees as a separate issue. That's run off of document, you know, off of your, your, you know, contractual duties or documented duties of what you're going to hit on your goals. Bonuses. I always look at that when anybody asks me what a bonus is, that as an owner, that's your time to be discretionary. Um, there shouldn't really be a set formula to that. If you've got high performing, great employees and you've had a great year, Show them, you know, on top of everything else, that's where you get a chance to really show them, you know, you ha- how much you uh, appreciate them on the team. And sometimes, like you say, if you don't have a great year, you don't always have to be about money. It could be about an outing. It could be simply having everybody come together in your office with a nice luncheon and say, hey, we didn't hit what we wanted to hit this year. We've done what we could do. Let's we're going to do better next year. I got the greatest team in the world. And you give them a set of applause. But this is the time of year to really recognize people for sure. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And with that, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and making us the uh, number one construction law podcast out there. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to get another episode out for you. Um, as always, if you got any questions for me, feel free to reach out. I'm Trent Cotney at trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can I get you? Uh, you can get me same way, uh, jkenny at cotneyconsulting.com. Happy to talk to you anytime. Great. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care.